Hey, Mark. Mr. Zach, how oh, are you? I am fantastic. How are you today? Hey, man. I'm doing good myself. Doing well, rather, I suppose. Very good. Well, today we're going to talk about something everyone has probably dealt with. Jobs and the dangers of those jobs. Yeah, dangerous jobs. So what do you think is going to be the most dangerous job out there? Like will be in the future? Yeah, that's a better question. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually thought about that. Um, for some reason, I thought that like a, a, a job that I think will is emerging or will emerge a more prevalent, will have more prevalence in the future is like someone who controls a lot of automated machines in other words like looks after uh, them and repairs them and i used to be a machinist okay and i used to you know set up and even sometimes we'd do small repairs on machines and i used to jump around between a lot of machines setting up and sometimes i'd be what's called running my own cell which is several machines either in a row or in a circle and you're in the middle and you have to watch them all and, and like i would produce a whole part right so like say a rotor or something from start to finish uh, milling and if there's milling involved okay. and okay anyway and um and it's 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 dangerous and the way the future is going it seems like you know with ai and all these automated these big machines and factories are just going to have less people in them i think that's going to become a very dangerous job i think one person oh, yeah. has to deal with like a, you know a whole quarter of a factory that produces and then there's metal around or, you to help you if you get your hand caught in whatever crazy contraption well even if there is yeah i mean uh, when it comes to machining well when it comes to most things when an accident happens it, the damage is done that's true it's, <laughs> you're dead or ruined yeah 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 why what do you think will be a dangerous job in the future or become space more dangerous mining. space mining yeah oh, like that's mining really asteroids good. i think but i mean by the rate that technology is progressing we probably will just have robots be doing that but if human engineering and power is still required, yeah. I'm pretty sure space mining was going to be up there on the most. Yeah, I don't jobs. think I don't think we're going to have Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, you know, landing on a meteor and mining it. I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think we'll be mining like asteroids in the future? I mean, if we are, like you said, I think it'll be you know. Oh, you think it'll robots be like and robots bombs or, and drills yeah. and may, or whatever? That's still going to be automated. It's, it's yeah, own. it's yeah. not going to be a bunch of you know. Uh, oil drillers landing on a <laughs> meteor that's coming towards the earth or whatever but i could see us i could see us yeah that, that's a good one i could see us going to the moon to mine maybe yeah i'm sure the moon is full of you know precious metals and things like that yeah i don't know what planets or celestial bodies have like the most precious resources and i mean i do know we get our gold from prior meteors meteorites i guess right that's what they're called when they i fall. guess you're right yeah yeah so that's where our gold comes from is from meteorites hmm. and then it all I did not know sol- that you know when the earth cooled it solidified into the veins of gold is there so is there science behind that or you think someone just made that up so the gold would be worth more I, I mean everything's made <laughs> up man <laughs> everything's made up man <laughs> yeah, yeah we all just kind of find our how do know, we vet anything how, how, well yeah how do you know the truth that's a whole other topic I can't even yeah I can't even prove when someone I, I know and trust is lying to me so or prove that they're not lying. It was, yeah. 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 Okay, thanks. That made it easy. <laughs> you just got to live knowing what you don't know that you know. I wish I wish I could reclaim your responsibility. I would love to be beautiful and stupid. Like, if I could be reborn. Yeah. You, you know, like reincarnated. Like, gorgeous take all the intelligence <laughs> away. Just make me gorgeous and really dumb. I'd be fine with that. Anyway, that's all not right. that's not a job. No, well, it's not, it is, but, but I don't know if it's dangerous. What is the job are loggers and like you know lumberjacks like 
Dude, logging it looks really dangerous. It is. Okay, so you know Paul Bunyan, most famous logger of all. Well, he's he never not real. existed. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I don't know him. I know of him though. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so back then there was all these stories going around about loggers, right? And they were they were coming up with these stories and they came yeah. up with uh, Paul Bunyan to to deal with literally the hardships and the terrible conditions of working as a lumberjack. So he's like a pro- so he's a propaganda character. I always looked at him that yeah, way. Yeah, no, he was made famous by a uh, commercial, pretty much. He was like commercialized into becoming. Like, well, do you remember what the commercial was for? Well, it was for logging, right? For, oh, okay. So it was for timber, and so, so it was. Yeah, it was I don't remember what company. Yeah, what company yeah. used him? But yeah, when people would die from a fallen tree that just splat them, they would just kind of like have a moment of silence and move on. Because they would be out there for like a whole season. Yeah, the right? job's got to get done. Yeah, and it, there was no time to give a proper funeral, and there was no pensions or anything like that. There was no like way to to like well, deep sea fisher or not deep sea so, fishers, but like fishermen, like fishing boats and stuff like that. Yeah. They run into the same problem, don't they? If they have a a wounded man or a death, like they have to stop what they're doing to deal with that but then they go right back into work they that's yeah. their livelihood they can't stop what they what they would do though since there was no you know insurance company to to save these guys family from you know poverty mm. and just ruin they would all chip in you know and kind of give like a little something that they could that's a real, that's family. really amazing but you know even today there's a there's like 95 deaths a year from logging alone so it's like it's a lot of it's a lot well, it's of never, your own yeah, money it's to never going to be safe as long as humans have to like do the manual work, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, space mining. I didn't think of that one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> Another one, one that I was surprised about that was like a really dangerous job was roofing. I didn't think it was Why that is that surprising? Da- well, because to me, nowadays, everything has safety standards, right? Okay. So but- everything's like baby-proofed. Right? No, 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 no. Don't, I found don't, that out. Yeah, don't believe that. That <laughs> is that's not I, true. But that's what I thought. And then doing research, I found out, nope, the world still is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the most common way to die as a roofer is just to fall. Well, yeah. It's just, that's all it takes. Well, I would have been surprised One if like you know, being stabbed by a sword was the more common way to die as a roofer. Because then I'd be like, <laughs> I want to hear the stories behind that. Yeah, they're fencing on the peak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you use too many no- nails. Well, I disagree. Well, then let's figure it out with a duel. <laughs> that was stupid. Well, but yeah, no, I've done roofing in it, dude. That's I've, why I don't, I never chose it as a I've profession. been up on my roof, which is like a... I think it's 45 or, or more. Oh, dude, the taller you are, the worse. Or the, the angle. The dangerous it is, yeah, too. Yeah, the angle is like a 45-degree angle, if yeah, not more. It's, it's a super steep roof. And I've been up there once, and it was all right. You know, I, I, I drilled some boards in there, and I kind of spider-manned up my way. You know, I did yeah. what I had to. But I'm going to have to go up there again, right? Sure. And I'm going to have to go to the very peak of my roof and do some work on the chimney area. And I thought it was good. But I'm pretty sure I'm good. <laughs> because if I get this in my head, will I go up there? Uh, well, yes, you can, yeah, you can psych yourself out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's but true. If you overthink something. Exactly. I think as long as I go up there with the confidence of knowing and, and being sure-footed, I'll be good. That's all it's going to Well, take. I've noticed, too, that like when I think back about it, I have done a lot of stupid, dangerous things in my life. And I mean professionally, uh, regardless of my private life. But... 
one thing I've noticed, like when I, as you get, as you get older, you get smarter and you have accidents and you get wiser from those accidents. You learn from the mistakes you made, right? But it's also, um, it changes, it, it does create fear. It makes you hesitant. It makes you think more about what you're about to do again mm-hmm. if it's the same task, right? Yeah. And one way I have found to get around that is to make sure I'm confident about my safety. In other words, making sure I yeah. have the things I need and the tools I need and just being better prepared sometimes right. is all I had to do instead of just throwing myself at the task, you know, and then going, oh, I need to do this. And then, you know, creating problems, in other words, right. out of my na- naivety. But Yeah, but if you go up there and you feel like you're planted as if you were on the ground you're going to be you're going to feel safe and then you're, yeah, you I mean, you won't you won't have that jitter cuz that's what's the worst is when you get those like that that nervous feeling throughout your body and then you you start you, your grip gets weak and your your balance you lose your, your balance you lose your balance yeah. everything it's that's when things go wrong well <laughs> roofing even just planning out where you're going to go what you have to do and where you're going to stand while you're doing it will help you mm-hmm. you know but yeah no yeah roofing's dangerous man and 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 terrible. What terrible work it is because well, it's hot up there. Well, I didn't yeah. think it was going to be that hot. <laughs> well, no, I mean Bill Burr said it. He put it, you know he made a joke about being a redhead in in the middle of summer doing roofing as being a dangerous job. And that's not a joke, you know. Yeah, I mean technically I am a redhead. Technically, I think I'm a redhead. So yeah, my skin's very fair. I burn easy, man. Oh yeah, I learned that though yeah. in other jobs. I worked outside yeah. for years. So another uh, interesting dangerous job is underwater welding as a kid I, I saw i think it was the mask right it was either the mask or it was um jumanji and they they like underwater uh weld like through a chain at some i point. think that's the mask yeah and then, it? and then it releases the mask because yes, the pipe moves and falls yeah. or whatever and that yeah. when i first saw that i was like that is what i want to do i want to go underwater and cut metal like that sounds awesome because <laughs> you're like you're like having two elements where that don't go together so what happened with time. that dream well and that was one of many dreams as a child. <laughs> we all have dreams, Mr. Marco. Thank you. Yeah, I trust me. I know. <laughs> so the the most dangerous part of it is like, you know, the risk of explosions. <laughs> the electricity in the water. That's pretty dangerous. There's actual not just currents, but there's pressure that keeps you down. So yes. there's a real risk of drowning while in the water well, it's not course. just so the like, pressure of the water above you is, is yeah, all then, on top of you and literally if, depending on your depth you got to worry about the bends too like coming back up where yeah. your cells don't you got to like go up slowly so you don't burst your blood vessels and exactly everything and just like start bleeding out your yeah eyes. i'm gonna pass on that job dude i'm not doing that i kind of still want to do it though yeah <laughs> it just it just sounds cool also even the bends sounds cool <laughs> like that's what if you had to die that's a cool way to die that, is, that does not sound like a cool way to die you don't want to go out like arnold schwarzenegger and total recall when his eyes exploding out your head what are you nuts no i don't I want mean, to do that i mean if you had to <laughs> i don't want to su- who wants to suffer in the death i mean if you if you're on board for that can i burn you alive can we no, see if that would be cool i don't like burning alive oh that- You've Burn. tried it before, and it's not for you. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Little, little story time. All right, so uh, as a child, I was very pyrocentric. Pyrocentric. <laughs> Boy, is that a positive slash neutral term for being a pyromaniac? Don't don't play coy with me, Zag. You like to burn shit, and I did too, so just go ahead. Yes, so I uh, doused my hand in water. Okay. Made sure I was nice and wet. 
Mm-hmm. Then I put rubbing alcohol on top of that. It sounds OSHA regulated. And then it was. They were there. Not. Nah. Um, and then I lit that on fire and I was like, flame on. And, you know, like the human torch. This was back when Fantastic Four came out. So ah. it was super cool. Mm. <laughs> and my hand was on fire. And it was pretty cool. And then I shook it again. And, and it, it was, was out. still on fire. No, it went out. Oh, really? <laughs> the time it didn't go out is when I was lighting my axe on fire. Like, you know, the spray can body spray. And then my thumb went on fire. And I had to put that out with my shirt. That was a surprise. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the things we learn about physics. Yeah. A surprising dangerous job was vets. Like veterinarians. And it's not what you think it's not that the animals are necessarily the danger that's what to, i would have guessed is that, that dealing that's with what all i thought animals in general is dangerous it I mean, is it is very as dangerous we know because yeah. you, they don't talk they act right they well just, they speak mostly through body language yeah. that you know like horses and, and and many animals all animals i feel speak through body language but yeah go ahead yeah you can read what it a little but well they don't they are quick yeah they're oh with their yeah. aggression right oh, it oh, is yeah. sudden and Response is instant. By the time you see it coming, it's too late. Anyways, what's what's dangerous about being a vet is that they they actually have a really high rate of suicide. It's like four times the national average in Australia, at least. That's where the study was done. It's ridiculously high. That doesn't that doesn't figure because of why of uh you they have to euthanize a lot of animals so they're dealing with a lot of that and the stress of the job just alone that that sounds like nurses at a children's hospital but I don't think they have high and then also they don't get paid very well so they have financial stress oh that's a good fucking reason to kill yourself that's for sure people (laughs) underpaid everywhere (laughs) yeah but I mean how many people killed themselves in the Great Depression it happens. I would think a lot of people killed themselves during the Great Depression. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was surprising to me. But that 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 was the reason. Yeah, for that it is being surprising to me too. I would not. I wouldn't. That would have been at the bottom of my, li- of my list if on it at all. I know guessing. you always hear about dentists being the ones that kill themselves, right? That's what that's. I what thought that running. was a joke. Well, jokes. Are, are, is this how you cliches and jokes are there for a reason? Is right? this how you because research this? You look for like suicide rate, mortality <laughs> I, rate, and jobs. I, <laughs> no. I look at jokes first, and then oh. I do research off the joke. No. What's dangerous and funny to do? Almost anything. Like a, a rodeo clown. That's funny and dangerous, right? That's one of the most uh, dangerous jobs is to be... Oh, I, I was actually... Uh, so, a bull rider. Yeah, no, I was yeah. thinking... About, I was looking at like dangerous jobs myself, and uh, I'm glad you are bringing up jobs that you research, because I decided I'm just going to like... I'm just going to talk about actual dangerous jobs that I've had yeah, that are ridiculous. I'm I, sure you've had them too. So Yeah, maybe, but most of them, I don't. I just don't remember. I don't remember a lot of my own past. That's the problem. That's such a blessing. It, do you want to trade brains? No, no, because I do remember a lot of weird, silly facts, and that's fun and interesting. Oh, you don't want to lose that. No, I okay. like that part. You don't want my sin then. All right, I get it. <laughs> you don't want your shame shivers? <laughs> you want my shame shivers, man. Oh, my God. So I got another couple quick weird danger jobs, right? Okay, let's see. So smoke jumpers. So smoke jumper is extreme firefighters. That sounds much. like something you do at a Burning Man contest. Like you just get high on LSD or shrooms. And then and jump and the, attach, the wicker man. Just attach, <laughs> just attach smoke to the end. So uh, a smoke jumper is a fire fireman or woman, whatever the proper pronoun is. Firefighter. Now. Yes. Neutral. Um so, 
what they do is they'll go into like forest fires where there's no like road access right and there's no like there's no way to get there but by helicopter or plane or whatever and they literally dive out of the plane they, they go skydiving into the fire and they throw their supplies out the window <laughs> that is so <laughs> metal. the ground it is so cool wow right. And but that's a really dangerous job because well, who's yeah. going to help you? That, that, <laughs> you yeah, you're you're by no, yourself. No, you're the lifeline. You don't have one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that is an I'll intense save you. job. Save me, save me. How do you get a job like that? Like, well, how do you, you sign up first? I, I guess you got to start as a firefighter, right? You well, learn it sounds like you know, like some jobs require a lot of skills up front. That sounds like a job yeah, you'd have a lot well, of skills Well, yeah, you probably have to be certified in skydiving, right? I would that, hope that so. I don't think they just kick you out of a plane and be like, hey, they need your help down there. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you. Ah! And then another cool one was uh, Ice Doctor. So an ice doctor is someone that sounds like a C-class Marvel villain. They're they're these Sherpas that are at Mount Everest, right? And they'll uh, prepare camp one through four up the mountain, right? And they get up at like two a.m. to plot plot the course that they're going to take because they have one the, through four, meaning like each number is a base camp, a base camp a up the mountain, yeah, a different camp, like a checkpoint. Like yeah, okay. exactly. Gotcha. So they'll they'll get up super early because the ice is least likely to break and. Uh, morning when it's cold or at night right sure it had time to freeze over right exactly yeah. it's colder then, it. so it's, yeah. it's stronger and they look for the brittle ice the best paths where there's not going to be an avalanche that day pretty much you know that's a cool job so that's, that's a cool, another cool that's a cool one. responsibility yeah but they're man that's just that's an extreme conditions to be up there because you're there like you know it's like 72 i forget it was a long time out of the year. Like, they're up there most of the year, right? Wow, really? I thought this yeah. was like... So, it's not per, like, adventure or... Ex- or you well, know. yeah, because they're doing it, like, multiple times, right? They're not just doing... It. So, like, uh, every, every time there's coming a, up, every time someone goes, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, that's another crazy... That's one. interesting. Yeah, and ice moves a lot. It does. So, so they're, plan- they're plotting they're the constantly all having, the time. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, yeah, and your their, life is in their hand. You want somebody who knows their shit. Yeah, they're like wave finders, like the South Pacific's, but mm-hmm, with ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a cool, that's cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Ice Doctors. It so, sounds like a name of a show, too. One that I have experience with is stunt work. That's one of the most dangerous jobs on the list uh, lists that I found. Oh, yeah, any stunt work. And I work, we both worked at Medieval Times, and we, we've both, both done stunts. And I can attest to, yeah, it's it can be pretty dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think every... St- I mean, some stunts are more dangerous than others, obviously. But, I mean, some are just dangerous every time you do it. Well, and just the environment itself can be dangerous, right? Because you're working with live animals, horses, who it, on a whim can just crush your skull with their foot. Right. Like, it, it can happen. I, I've never seen it happen. <laughs> but I've heard... You hear all these stories that... We've heard a lot of stories from other areas not at castles but at other um like uh events with horses where people just get like smashed in the face oh i used to study i watched a lot of videos on that because i used to study horse uh i called it horse language but it was i used to study horses and horse training every day i would watch or read something and i watched a lot of videos on people working with horses that got hurt by them Mm -hmm. because what I was paying attention I wasn't using it as a way to laugh at the person who was a victim but I was using it as a way to pay attention (laughs) what not to do well what not to do because I was paying attention to how the horse was reacting because we mentioned earlier like how animals speak they Mm -hmm. speak in body language and a horse taught me horses taught me a lot about that because horses communicate they can say whole sentences with a single gesture right 
And just the way they move and the way right. they look, and the way they can bend a head or stomp a foot, you know what I mean? Everything, oh, yeah. you know, everything flick the tail, everything is, is a communication, is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. And that, that really interested me. And the more, the more I studied that, the better I understood the animal. And, be, you know, to avoid yeah, I still I, got hurt. <laughs> I still, you know, lost a knee and yeah, lost the only a toe and I, I, a toenail. Uh, I got kicked oh, a few times, right? I got kicked really good once when I was a squire. And that, you know, it was a combination of my fault and the guy in front of me. Um, we were walking down horses and I, uh, was, he pulled into the circle when we were cooling him down and I was going around, but I was too close to the horse and the horse went after the other horse and got kicked right in the calf. Luckily, it wasn't oh. the knee or anything. So you got kicked in the calf. Yeah, I did. Oh, so was it, it like a side, like a glancing blow? No, or was it was it full meat. Oh, all, damn. all meat at the extended range. Like I was, I was out for a couple weeks it was luckily it was all me it was he didn't hit my shin he didn't hit my knee it was oh he didn't break he didn't hit a bone or no i was super lucky yeah man because they have you know metal hook like uh shoes on so and you were a squire at the time i was a squire so you probably didn't have proper you probably too loose with the rain too when watching the horses like you were still learning all that i mean yeah Mm -hmm. but it was uh, my horse was fine it was the other horse that kicked Ah, but uh, that's that's part of what you yeah. learn there, right? You, yeah. Not to just pay attention to your, your horse, horse, but the other all guy, all the horses the around yes. you. Yeah, no, it's important. You get. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I've been run over by a horse before, but I did some water bending and just kind of spun off him. It was pretty. Yeah, you're pretty you're kind of you're you're Gumby like when you want to be. I noticed you, <laughs> you you can just sort of uh, drop all your 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 rigid parts right and that's important for for stun acting that was something i struggled with i think that's oh, why i got hurt yeah you gotta get you gotta get loose and just kind of like the world do what it wants to you sometimes. yeah no i i brace a lot and uh that's not good uh when you brace too often for, yeah. for tumbling and falling and things like that i remember talking with uh, our our boss at the time you know robert the head knight uh and he made that comment to me i remember it was after i tore my acl in night training and joust practice and falling and um he made that comment to me. He's like, you know, I think he's like, I think this is going to be a good lesson for you because you brace too often when you fall, when you do stunts. And I'm like, yeah, I never, I, I wish I'd gotten that advice before <laughs> if he'd already been thinking about that, but whatever. Uh, this is back when I thought I could get back into training after yeah. hurting myself. But, um, yeah, there, yeah, that is a dangerous, that is a very dangerous job. And, um, and, and all stunt work is, I mean, look at like friends of ours, like Tim, I mean, he does oh, it for yeah. a living that, you know, God, the stories. I want to get him on this show because the stories he could tell about stunt work are pretty crazy. Oh, you know? I bet. Yeah, because he's been lit on fire, like full body and stuff too. And yes. he, he's done stunts like that. And he's done he's done a lot. He's gone through glass before too, I think. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah vehicle stunts, yeah. you know, body stunts, you name it, karate stunts. But yeah. So his might be a little more extreme than my experience. But well, I think he just had more of it. But variety. I mean, being a right. knight in medieval times, without a doubt, is well, to give you an idea of how dangerous that job can be, job. Is my grandfather, he worked at a steel mill, right, as a welder, and he was up on a water tower that the steel mill had, and he was, like, like on the bend, right? So he was, like, halfway upside down welding with no harness. Like on the outside circumference? Yeah. The, oh, wow. Yeah, he's outside, climbed, he climbed it, and he's like, yeah, I have no fear of heights, so it yeah. doesn't bother, bother me, and I just went up there and did some spot welding and was done. I was like, 
but you're like like he's like yeah the tough part was when you're like upside down almost i'm like that's insane and then another i couldn't i get vertigo his his one his his big injury that happened was he was crawling across a a beam right like real high up i don't know how high but high enough to do some damage when you fall And he was up there. Everything was good. You know, he went across a vat of acid that they they dipped metal in to clean it and do all that, like, you know, tempering or I don't even know. But it was like, it's a, you know, if you fall in there, you're you're done for. It removes the yeah, dirt and artifacts, yeah. things like that. Yeah. But it's like, it'll also remove you. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he had to crawl across that and everything. And he got his well done and everything was good. He was coming back. And as he was like going down or something, he fell straight back, landed flat on his back, and like just shattered his spine pretty much. He um had to get rods and pins and all this other stuff, and he he didn't like you know he went back to work in a few months. He didn't sue them. He didn't do anything. He's like, yeah, it's like you know they're in they were in a bad back position, it, and it's like know? and this is all before like OSHA and there's no safety re- like regulations. He was on the safety committee that the company had for itself. Yeah, but there's no like you know, hard, fast rules. Like, this is what needs to be, this is mandated, you know. You have to have guardrails here. You can't have this exposed kind of stuff. It was whatever they kind of felt was okay. (laughs) Boy, I remember being And he told me that my job was So even after that. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) after all that my grandfather's done, smashed his hands, his, you know, his thumbs are, like, rounded because of it now. It's like they're not, like, you know, thumb-shaped anymore. Um, well, you know, the, the thing so too, about like, like, like to, just to think of that is like, he went through all that. He stuff made that comparison and yeah. he's like, and he's saying that my job is dangerous. Yeah. But so you like, guys did insane. that every day. I yeah. mean, and one thing about working there is like, yeah, it, it's, it's dangerous for everybody, but it's especially dangerous for the Knights or anyone who's constantly on the horse and doing stunts from the horse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's dangers in squiring, there's dangers in the fights, there's dangers just in cleaning up the arena or moving through it for that matter. Oh yeah, even as but, a squire. If if you're in the if you're in the arena, you're you gotta watch yourself. It's look both ways you're crossing the street. You gotta make sure there's no horses coming. You gotta make sure you're out you know of the what, way though, of the I, nights because they don't they that's they might true. think that you're like out of the way, but then you swipe. Well they're not looking for go, you. They go to <laughs> I look for you. Uh, well, <laughs> I try and thanks. make sure that there's no squire in my way when I go to cheer. But sometimes a sneaky little squire comes. You gotta back. watch out, man. You gotta watch <laughs> and, out. And you go to cheer to your crowd, and then his face is in the way of your sword. It, it can happen. You know, I used to lie to audience members in a, in a in a positive way. What I mean is, like like kids or like a dad or something would like you know scream out to me while I was near the wall. And be like, hey, is that shield heavy? I'm like, no, my lord, it's not heavy. You know, I'm just carrying all these things and I want to die. <laughs> six shields at once, yeah. like back to the And arena. then he would turn to his son. This particular instance, like it was in, in the blue section. He turned to his son and he'd like, see, it's, he, it's not heavy. And I'm just like, and I would do that, like just to like make, because I didn't want to like complain to some guy yeah, in the audience, right? right? I want the, everything about the show to be positive because right. you're, you're performing. But, but yeah, man, no, every, yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> well, Cyrus told me uh, once a great story. Um, he was a Knight of Medieval Times, or is. And someone asked him, I think it was at Meet the Meet and Greet, if it being a knight was like being a professional athlete. And he made, he made a good counter argument, he made a good point, I thought, was that he said, well, professional athletes have seasons. 
you know, they, they perform uh, during only the competition and mm-hmm. then they practice right. in the off season, but they have a lot of downtime. Right. He's like, we do this every day. Yeah, they got time. And I'm like, yeah, cover. you not only that, but you do it like three times a day a lot often. Yeah. So yeah, I would say in compared to a lot of professional athletes, having never been one myself, I would say it probably competes. It probably oh, it compares ha- it be or beats in some, some cases. Yeah. So. Like curling. We're way more athletic than curlers. All right, don't shit on curlers now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying, they might have skill. Let the got... world know that Zach is anti-curling. <laughs> I was just trying to think of the least least physically demanding sport. Another really dangerous job is construction site supervisors. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not necessarily the construct general construction workers. Apparently, their mortality mortality rate is less than a construction supervisor, which doesn't really make sense to me. Because is it because like they're like a little lazier and they haven't been up? They don't go up there no, as much, so no. they so that like they're like you know they're out. Of no, practice. I mean that's a logical thought, but you know one thing that I think is an unfair comparison or or statistic to bring up is that. Uh, to consider a job, to say this, to, to say a job is only dangerous because of its mortality rate, I think is a little improper or, or just, I don't know, it doesn't it doesn't convey how dangerous some jobs really are. I mean, I did surveying, I did land surveying, and I did uh, inspection, road, bridge, and rail okay. for both. And that was mainly what my jobs were centered around. And those are very dangerous jobs. And yeah. it surprised me that that didn't come up. Uh, as a dangerous job when I searched it. You know, it, so like masonry came up as a dangerous job. Oh, um, okay. You know, iron worker. Yeah. Uh, carpenter. And they are dangerous jobs. But there's a lot of other jobs that are involved with construction that are dangerous. Right. I mean, I've seen people... I saw a guy break... His neck got broke uh, just from debris falling on the back of his head. And he had a helmet on and everything. Yeah, right? I guess it's at that point, it's like, what's worse, uh, a life-altering injury or death? <laughs> I think life-altering is, can yeah. be worse. I mean... But, I mean, uh, when when they're listing their criteria, they're clearly stating that it is rate uh, rates of death. Like, that's what they're, no, that's what they're basing that. it off of. They're not saying that other jobs aren't more... Leave you maimed more often. They were just going off of one statistic. No, but it, that's it plays all that, that way in the mind. Is what that, I that I looked. At. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, but, as a as a as a viewer or a studier of the subject, it it comes across. It came across that way to me as though, oh, this is a more dangerous job because there's more death. Yeah, it has a higher death rate. I I don't I didn't always agree with that because dangerous to me implies a lot of other things. I mean, I've been hurt. I've been hurt on every job I've ever done. Even as a janitor, I've been hurt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I've been, especially when I worked in uh, construction, uh, more so with land surveying than with inspection. Inspection is arguably a lot safer, uh, especially since you can be an inspector if you want or need to be without ever having to get involved with the physical work um, that's going on. But, okay, I mean, some things, when you work on the road, it's just dangerous. Oh, yeah, because you got cars whizzing by all the time. I've had cars crash right in front of me where I had to jump away from the, you know, the intersection that I was next to. Oh, man. I've had, I've had, I've had bums, drunk bums charge me and I had to punch them to get them out of the way. Wait. <laughs> I've had, you had a physical altercation on the job. 
I've, dude, I've. So did you get. I've been robbed. I've been, had our equipment stolen. I mean, it's just, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of dangers. Um, I've had a lady that almost ran me down and, and ran a whole school bus off the road almost, like into the, into the, you know, the guard. Wait, so the bus driver lady. Almost this woman, hit you, or like she purposely was trying to run into you. No, no, you, I was on saying? a shoulder. Okay, okay? and it, you're, it's already extremely dangerous when you're on the shoulder of a highway. Okay, and some more right. than others because the shoulders. I, I've been on shoulders of bridges that were literally a foot wide, and the cars coming past me were doing seventy plus. Yeah, and they're honking at me angrily, and I don't blame them because they're nervous. I, they don't want to hit me, and I don't yeah. want to get hit. But in this case, a woman in a like a red Corolla just. I had my back, and, and that was a mistake of mine. Because, but the way I was moving at the time, I had my back to the traffic, not completely, but like right. on my side, on my left side. And that, and I was, I had my back to the direction of the traffic, is what I mean. So I'm right. on the right shoulder, the traffic's on my left, going in the direction I'm looking. And this woman came out right. of nowhere in her little red Corolla and just woo from 60 to zero right in front of me. I mean, right in front of me. And I jumped back like, what the fuck, lady? And I knew it was a woman right away because I looked over to her, right? I'm like, <laughs> that's the first one my eyes went was a driver, not because I'm trying to like shame drivers, but just because I'm like, what the hell? But as as a joke goes, she was an Asian woman driver. Anyway, oh, man. <laughs> she almost killed me. Double wave. And then I heard honking from behind and I saw this bus, you know, full of kids. Like, cause I, I was 20 feet from it and it like swerved in toward me on the shoulder. Like, cause it was right behind me. She cut it off. She must've came in from like another lane and cut it yeah. off. And the guy's honking. He's laying on, on, on the, on the, on the horn. The bus horn. And I froze and I just, and that like out of fear, but just like, well, this is it. Like I just looked at but the yeah, bus. I'm like, there's well, nowhere to go. I, yeah, I'm where, do you, where do you do? How do I want to be run over? Basically was my decision at that point. And I just, okay. My brain just said, well, this is it. Oh <laughs> and gosh. he swerved away from me. And you know why she did that? Because she was so worried and nervous that she was lost. She was from out of town. She had, you know, she had a thick accent, so obviously she wasn't yeah. from America. But she was lost, and she she didn't know which way Chicago was. So she almost killed me and possibly my my um uh you know um what, I can't think of the name now though. It's coworker. My boss, my coworker. Okay. Yeah, uh, my manager. You know, uh, and. Uh, he was in the truck, thankfully, but I'm on the road. I'm on the street in front of it and uh, just for directions to the city. And I was so mad that I was thinking like my brain was like, I want to throw this woman off this bridge. Wait, she wanted to, she was trying to pull over to ask you directions. She didn't try to pull over. She did pull over right in front of me to get fucking direction to which way the city was. And Zach, you could see Chicago from where we were. <laughs> this is on 290 or not 294. This is on 90. So you could see where the city was. It was on the horizon for Christ. Oh say yeah but she just didn't know how to get there or whatever but i've had i mean that's just one example i've had so many uh, but this is like on the things. highway yeah but stuff like that happened all the time believe it or not i just don't under, i can't understand how you think it's okay to stop on the road on the highway with no shoulder listen one thing i'm going to tell you because i pay attention to what people do all the time anyway even when i'm not in charge of what's going on just in life in general and when you're on the road and you're watching how people drive it really upsets me. That's why I'm very strict with myself and when I'm in the car with others now about what they do while they're driving. Because to me, for example, I think someone who's texting while they're driving is more dangerous than a drunk because at least a drunk is trying to drive. <laughs> he's text, at the yeah, road. he's looking at the road or trying. A, a texter isn't looking at anything with their phone. <laughs> Zach, I've seen it where I've been on the shoulder where I've seen a woman in her car with the with the mirror down. She's doing 70 plus. Mm. Okay, 
the mirror down, and she's got her her hands up doing her makeup while she's driving. Oh, driving with the elbows. in the passing lane. In the passing lane, so she's she's coming at me as I'm going down the shoulder. Right, the, the traffic's I'm facing the, the direction of traffic. I'm just saying you'd hate me then. I I don't I don't like do anything too extreme when other people are in the car with me. But I watch YouTube videos and I and no, I, I mean if you're driving, yeah, while I'm driving, oh, that, I'll that would have piss YouTube me off. videos on. You haven't done that I wouldn't with do me. That. Right? I wouldn't do that in the car with you, like while I'm driving. I was gonna say you haven't. I mean, it's, yeah. it hasn't been often that we've been in the car together. And I, I'll, yeah. I text when I drive. Yeah, I, no, I also, man. I also that shit don't fly with me. I also almost never use the Bluetooth on my phone to talk. I always use my hand because I hate the Bluetooth. It doesn't work well. It always comes out garbled. So yeah. I, I I do wear my seatbelt. Oh, gee. So I am not so a you're hu- safe. I am not a human cannibal, so I uh-huh. can't hurt you. So that part's good. Okay. But we'll yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty reckless as a driver, I guess, in that regard. <laughs> There's all kinds of dangers in construction. Some a lot of times that or in surveying, I should say. Because sometimes like when we did when I did railroad jobs, um the the danger was the the setting. Uh, you know, animals or the conditions. For example, we did a job once. Uh, it's in the middle of the summer, and it can get hot in Illinois. And it was over a hundred this day, mm-hmm. and it was even maybe it was even more than that, maybe like 10, 15 degrees hotter, because we were in what I used to call a tunnel or an oven, which is where a lot of railroads, especially out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. have natural sound berries. They, they they grow trees right. and shrubs, you know, so far away from the tracks. So to block the sound. Oh, well, what it also why. does okay. is block. I've, I've noticed yeah. that they that there always are tree uh, tree lines and shrubs. And I mean, sometimes there. they are cutting but to I, the forest. But I thought it was just because this, yeah, just natural overgrowth. No, when it's residential, they they'll plant rows of trees and and, and thick brush. That's very considerate to block sound. Yeah, it is if you're on that side, not if you're working on the track. So if you're in the middle of that on a hot day, the sun's coming straight down. Because what else is it block? It blocks wind. Mm. And so there's no wind a lot of times in these ovens, these tunnels, yeah. right? And we had one job up north, northern Illinois once where we had to go miles. I think it was like four miles. And once you're out there, you got to bring all your gear with you. So it's an exhausting job. But there's da- I mean, there's dangers from bugs, right? You got yeah. spiders and ticks. Well, spiders, oh, man, spiders especially. So this is actually kind of funny. I don't know if I was actually at any risk. But it could have been a. It could have been. I thought I was a risk. This is the only time in my life that I screamed like a woman. I mean, a high pitched <laughs> scream. I, I could never repeat this this scream for you. The greatest scream in the world. The greatest scream. The scream heard around the world. I I was on. The, we were on the side of the tracks. We were looking for some shade because again, it's hot day. I mean, you you just feel like you're melting, you know, because yeah. the, the the steel of the tracks is just vibrating that heat back, mm-hmm. emanating it back. Cooking so, egg on it, dude. You could. Yeah, we did. And uh, <laughs> we cooked, we cooked for... bacon once on a track. Yeah, but no, anyway. Uh, no, did you eat it? I don't remember if I did, but I would. Can't be that clean. <laughs> no. But that's the that's the true danger of the job. He's eating the, eating the food the, the track the bacon. Track. <laughs> no, but we were taking a break, and we're in the shade. And, uh, you know, I had to take a leak. So I went off to the side, and just as I'm doing that, I hear, the you know, my boss's uh, phone ring. So he's taking a call from our office. And uh, I'm exhausted, and you know I'm just standing up against the trees. But you know I'm just taking a leak on the side of the tracks. So Kenny, he, you know my boss, he asked me a question to look over, and I and I don't remember what it was. I went over to like answer him, and then I felt like this like this drill gentle tickle across the front of my body and on my 
on my mm. member, you know. So it, I remember there were there were bushes, there were yeah. leaves brush. in front of me, brush. So I'm like, oh, it's probably just the bushes, you know, brushing yeah. me, right? So as I turn back, and I'm still pissing. As I turn back, this giant daddy long leg, the size of my hand, <laughs> is crawling on my dick. He's just oh coming God. up on top of it, and I screamed. I'm like, ah! Like I, I, I can't even repeat the scream that I did. I mean, it was full blown, like shrill, like shrill scream, right? And it's, it's almost as if like the forest around us went dead silent. Like I scared the birds away. <laughs> yeah. And my, I looked over at Kenny, and he was looking at me. And he stopped talking, and it was so quiet I could hear Victor, our boss, on the other line, okay. like on the, on the, from the phone. And he had a real like thick like South American accent, and he was always like he talked like a general. He's like Kenny, what was that? And <laughs> Kenny didn't know what to say. He's just like he's like ah, that was just Mark. <laughs> like I'm just that, those are the sounds I make on a job, I guess. But <laughs> so that wasn't life threatening. But you know that kind of could have been a Black could, Widow. Hey, we got Black Widow. I thought here. I was gonna. What die. if it was a brown recluse? A brown recluse. They have necrotic, um, flesh eating venom. Like it will. Like, so they're rot. in Illinois. Yeah, they call them fiddle spiders down south. Okay, and they're extremely rare up north. I've only ever seen them once because they they require extremely dry, hot conditions to like survive. Thrive. Yeah, they can't they can't stand any moisture. Okay, uh, I did find one once, and thankfully I wasn't like I was scouting. I used to call it. We're like you know we're looking over the job, and we're going over. We're looking for danger. We're looking for trees that might fall. Anything, dude. One of the dangerous things. One of the dangerous animals to worry about when you're in Illinois when you're working out in the wilds like we did mm. is a turkey, dude. Really? A fucking turkey is they got, dangerous. They got they're, they're aggressive and they're huge. They're like miniature velociraptors. They are. And they've got huge talons and really? huge beaks and they're extremely territorial and aggressive. And I'm telling you right now, I didn't run from anything. Not 15 year olds that would come up to me swinging handguns or, or, you know, a bull at the top of a hill that challenged just once. All those things <laughs> I kept on working. But when I saw a turkey, I got the fuck out of there, man. Dude, turkeys are no joke. Are they territorial? Like, will they like, oh, they defend have to their be. spaces? Yeah, they're, and stuff they're very like that? territorial. They fight each other over like food and things like that. Really? And, dude, they'll come at you. They've come at me. I, I've been run off by a turkey, a wild turkey. Yeah, apparently swans are also very like uh, aggressive. Like they, a swan drowned a man once. I've heard before, that. Where like he pushed off a kayak, a kayaker, and into the water, and wouldn't let him like get to shore. And every time he tried, he'd like peck him away and stuff. And, I've like, worked, and I've worked drowned. near swans, and they didn't. They would whenever I got near the water's edge. They would come up to me. Yeah. Uh, and then if I moved away, they would just kind of stop and watch me and then go back to yeah. being a swan, whatever. But yeah, I've never had that trouble with swans. I've had, we've run into every kind of animal there is in Illinois, other than maybe a bear, which is really rare. Um, but apparently they do show up sometimes in northern like, Illinois. Like, like more northern? Or yeah, where? brown bears. Brown bears sometimes come down in Illinois. Yeah, um, I know they used to be like in Rockford, even you know like, they still do apparently, but they're extremely rare. Yeah, it's so rare to see one, and the, and if you do, it's going to be a small one. You're not going to see a big one. Little, little cub, little, no, little, I, little friendly. No, not a cub, you. just like a smaller bear. But yeah, there's a lot of dangers uh, with with working in construction, man, or in surveying, I should say. Um, I can't, you got to stop me. I mean, I can go on on and on. There's so many stories. I was almost electrocuted by um, uh, an electrical pole. Uh, just to tell it quickly, we were working next to a slaughterhouse. Boy, did that smell great. And this guy who was running the backhoe, they were, we had a a pit crew, we'd call them. They dig out the area that you're going to work on. They move, they move material, move earth. So they're digging out this area 
And someone didn't, you're supposed to tell, like, you're supposed to warn guys running heavy machinery like a backhoe, which looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, yeah. right? The, the big machine, the digger. You're supposed to warn them, you know, if there's any utilities in the area where he's digging, he's got to make, because he can die. He can get killed or hurt, right? right? So something went wrong. Someone miscommunicated. And while he's digging, he caught, because believe it or not, electrical lines run underground. Under, yeah. Right? Most of them are underground. And he caught a he caught one and he pulled it up. When he did that, he bowed the the nearest uh, electrical pole. Yeah, bowed over like Legolas's longbow, dude. Like straight, like it didn't break. It just bowed straight over like 130 really? degrees. Just came over. Yeah, the pole, the, the, the electrical thing, pole. He pulled bent. The le- right through the ground. Right, and wh- where it broke is where he f- where it finally gave one because his whole machine banged like like vibrated after it yeah. finally let go and it tore the the the, the wiring okay the cable so it's like live wire shoot like just oh yeah exposed so now, now every when i looked over everybody like you it's like a movie like a like a shot in a scene or in a movie everybody's like screaming and like grabbing their head and getting out of the holes like getting the fuck away from this right and they made they had me go down and i'm like an idiot, I'm not thinking. I've got a composite pole, like it's highly, highly conductive, right? Okay. For my survey equipment, and I'm going down to like get elevations, and these guys are watching me. And they're supposed to be telling me not to get that close. I got within eight feet. You're not supposed to get within thirty because the electricity can arc that far. All yeah. that electricity had to do, if it was buzzing in my direction, the brake it actually buzzes. Yeah, right? you can actually aim the damn thing if you were to hold it. If it was buzzing in my direction, it would have arced to my pole, killed me instantly. I would have died in one shot. Wow. So just lots of lots of dangers, lots That's of crazy. That's crazy. Things. Yeah, but anyway, no, it's a good thing you're safe about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If I'm safe about it now by not doing it. <laughs> That's the best safety. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. So just stay in your room all day, huddle in your bed. That's that's where it's safe, guys. Yeah. No accidents happen in bed. Well, that's not true. Just ask some people. Some people are accidents. <laughs> I don't know. You, in my life, like I said, most of my I can't think of a job I've had that wasn't dangerous, you know, that wasn't... Uh, yeah, I've been... I've only had two jobs, really. Uh, I mean, I guess three, right? I did detasseling in, um, in high school where you, like, you know, you sit on, like, a, a, a combine pretty much and you take... Detasseling? The, yeah, where you take okay. the tassels off of the, the corn stalks. So the corn, like, grows out, you know, uh-huh. and then it has, like, these, like, little tassels. They just, keep it going straight or something like. No, they're they're vertical? they're part of the the plant. Oh, oh so they're okay. like little feathers almost that, that oh, like, kind of okay. like like a what's that? Um, they call it foxtail. The the little weeds that kind of like. Oh, you know, cattails. Ca- yeah, cattails. It oh, kind of yeah. looks like that almost. Right. Just, no, I know what you're talking about. We went through a lot of cornfields, so yeah. I didn't so know you just called. You just take that those off as you go by, mm. and most of the corn that we were doing was for animal feed and you know other stuff like that. It wasn't for human consumption. Yeah. And we just you just go down the field and you pick those. So I guess that could be dangerous if you fell off the combine and just kind of like got ran over. Could happen. Hey, I guess it's dangerous. Any cornfields are dangerous. I remember a guy who was. Uh, clearing his field once i forget or no he was spraying the field with ammonia oh my gosh yeah and you know i got really mad because i was coming near the job near where he was spraying with his equipment it's a huge cloud that he's spraying yeah and i didn't know it was ammonia that that's what he was spraying at the time i could have been pesticide or anything but i was on my guard i'm like okay i don't want to be like downwind i was looking where it was going and everything Right. right and then i saw him moving away and then, or he was moving along the horizon and like, you know, kind of parallel to me. And I looked at him and then he looked at me. The motherfucker should have warned me that he was about to turn. He didn't give me any warning, so I don't know what he was going to do. So I looked down at my equipment. Wow, I'm getting my eyes twitching just telling this story. <laughs> and 
he turns and it sprays in my direction and I get blasted with ammonia. Dude, it, it felt like all the moisture and air was being sucked out of my face and I was instantly Ugh. blinded. I couldn't see. And I immediately like, like curled and ran like in the direction of the, the, why, the way I came. Yeah. But I couldn't see. I was running down. Thankfully, it was mostly dead farm road. But yeah. I couldn't see where I was going. And then, you know, I could hear my boss. He's like, you know, shouting on the radio. He's like, Mark, what's going on? Are you all right? And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, the motherfucker sprayed me with something, you know? It was ammonia. Yeah, cornfields are oh, All you need was some bleach. You got mustard gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been fine then. <laughs> well, some of the dangers of, like, things I've done, too, were just stupidity. You know, I didn't know better. Yeah. Like, uh getting in a lift bucket over traffic to like take measurements on the underside of a bridge. Ooh, okay. So how is that per se dangerous? So any t- if you, so when you work in like road construction, right? The best way I can explain the way you need to consider, think of roads as when you think of like a lane, think of it as something that is endlessly vertical in terms of like its borders of, of danger. Does that make any sense? So in other words, like if you're going to do anything above or around a lane, that lane has to be closed. It should be closed. Okay. Now my boss didn't know what the hell he was doing and neither did I. And even when we (laughs) went to go rent the lift truck, the guy looked at us like we were nuts. He's like, you're just going to take this out. He's like, you didn't, he's like, oh yeah. He said like, I assume you guys already taken the safety course on this. And my boss was like cutting us off from saying no. And he's like, yeah, we read the thing. And the guy looked at us and then our boss, he's, and you could see the worry in his eye. He's like, okay, well, I'll just go over some quick basics for well, you <laughs> before I give you the truck. I'm like, yeah, little, thanks, dude. Yeah. Good thing he was a little intuitive. Dude, I I don't know why. I, again, I'm stupid. It was naive. I wanted to be the man. So I got in this. I'm like, oh, I'll do this because everybody else was kind of chickening shit out. But I got in the lift, the lift bucket, right, in the boom arm. And I swung out over traffic. Over the cars are driving underneath me, and it only then, after I'd already begun to work and take measurements, that it occurred to me, oh, gee, what would happen if a semi was coming right now? Because those things oh, yeah. don't move quickly. Yeah, I could they, not swing out of the way of a semi that's doing 60 the semi miles an hour. Stop no, by the time it saw you, yeah. and like so. Once nuke. I started thinking about that, I'm like, oh my god, I'm hanging over traffic right now. How dangerous that is. And I, I started coming back with a bucket, and right away, my boss started yelling, and I just ignored him. I brought the back the bucket back in. Uh, once I was on the ground, I looked him right in the face and I said, I'm never doing that again, ever. And I walked away. I walked up to go like set the equipment up for whatever. I, I was ready to get fired because I'm like, I'm, the, I'm like, yeah. I'm so stupid. How did, why did I agree to that? Uh, there's, yeah, there's no way that you're getting paid enough to do that. No, right? No, no there's way. No, there's Not no, as an instrument man. <laughs> there's no financial compensation for the risks that you're taking. No, there that needs to be there. Yeah, you know, in case something happens, you need to be able to take care of yourself and your family. That's just yeah. I mean, I, although I, I think the most life insurance. The highest life insurance policy I had, because I've had them with all my jobs, is uh, was in surveying. It was sixty thousand or something like that. You know, which is really nothing. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Well, how much is a funeral cost? It's, it's well, what's high. the value of a life, right? Yeah. yeah. But what other dangerous jobs have you had besides construction? I mean, I've had. We talked about medieval times. Yeah. You know, I mean, the most the, the most damage I've done to my body was at medieval times when I tore my ACL. Uh, on yeah. a bad fall uh, in night training. That video is sickening. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when my knee, I when I, I jackknifed my right leg straight down as I was falling off the horse, and I already knew I was fucking up because as I came out of the saddle, I was exhausted, right? I'd already done it eight times in a row. Plus, I was doing like a gauntlet that day. I was doing, right. you know, I was getting ready to do my fight, and I'd already done like, you know, everything else like several times. 
And as I came out of the saddle, my left leg was tired, and so it dragged. Well, as soon mm. as it touched the saddle, it spun me. I corkscrewed. Yeah. And when I came off, I was almost completely facing the, the wall of the arena on right. that side. Right, so your momentum was going it's already to your gone. side. I had no control. And you were facing the wrong the, the, uh, the, the wrong parallel way. Yeah. of your momentum. And so because I felt that act, that error, I braced my leg, but my leg was already falling straight. My right leg was already falling straight, like okay. jackknifing, because I could feel it tighten up and brace. Yeah. And as it hit the ground, my knee, um, as it hit the ground, my knee was facing, basically my knee went out 90 degrees yeah. and then back in. And I could feel and hear the pop. It filled, it, it sounded like something just being yep. broken, you know? And uh, after that, man, I just rolled and my knee, like a, like a broken rubber band, just came straight up to my chin. Like I had my knee on my Ooh. chest and I couldn't straighten it out. I couldn't lower it, yeah. nothing. It was like, it was just up on my chest, like laying, like I never experienced my leg laying on my chest. That's, that's what it felt like. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty bizarre. So when you, when you were bracing, you stiffened your leg out of, out of, yeah, instinct pretty much. Yeah, I lost control of, wow. of my so focus. So you, you, you actually, like, instead of like letting your body crumple and do yeah. like a side roll kind of thing, you yes. just, you, your body like made you like, I'm hitting the ground, stop ground. Well, yeah, because of the tilt of my body yeah. and I was completely out of, out of free fall, really. Yeah. And I was spinning and corkscrewing. I was doing like a, you know, I was spinning on three different axes, basically. <laughs> yeah. And when my leg went down, my knee came in and it just became like a solid pole. And locked up instead of my knee being slightly bent outward so that I could crumble it and fall and roll. Yeah. Then I probably would have been fine. But no, I tore my ACL uh, straight in half. I mean, it was completely gone. Really? Yeah. And I, I, there's different options for the surgery for repairing it. I went with using my hamstring, which slows you down, makes you like you're running weaker. Okay. But when I was in better shape, I could still run pretty good. I mean, I, I did squire after that. Yeah. And I did try to train again after that. What was the other option? Like a cadaver? Well, the other option is cadaver or your patella. And the reason the reason I didn't go with the cadaver is because your body can resist it. Yeah. And then I've seen family members go through that, and I said, fuck that. Yeah, but then you're like a necromancer. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty sick. That's cool on a, in a comic book, dude. That's cool in real life. Oh, I would no, want to be a necromancer. No. I, I didn't want to do that. And then the patella uh, would weaken your stability overall. Ooh. And that just sounded bad to me. So yeah. I said, we'll just take the hamstring yeah. and screw it. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just take the hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I've uh, But even when I when I worked in plastic surgery, the biggest injury I had in that was, um, so they did drug tests. And I was behind, not because I was avoiding it, but I was extremely busy. I ran, at, at that point, when I was working there, I was doing like four or five people's jobs yeah you know and and three of them were managing oh man so it was ridiculous yeah i was overworked and way underpaid i should have been making six figures a year i was making like 11 something an hour dog shit money and uh, for especially for my responsibility but so i was busy running around finally they cornered me i'm like okay okay take my blood well when they take blood there's some simple procedures first of all you need to be it needs to be taken by someone who knows what they're doing not someone in training or even pretending to be a nurse. Secondly, you're sitting down. Your body's relaxed. I was like, my adrenaline was up. I was literally sweating because I'd been running around. Yeah, they got to check your pulse beforehand to make sure you're They at- didn't do any of that. I threw my arm because I was busy and you know not paying attention to what I was doing. I threw my arm over a desk. Okay, I was standing. I was exhausted. The woman who, who stuck me with the needle was not a nurse. She didn't know what well, she was doing. She- 
they never really explained it to me. They said that she was a nurse in training. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. She was actually just some homeless lady we found. You know, <laughs> she could have been a, a towel folder. I don't know, but she she stuck me in my wrist. And when she did that, I have no fear of needles, so I don't yeah. know why this happened. But it was like a switch was hit. And she and I remember all I remember because I don't remember anything else that day. When she's uh, or anything else that happened prior to that day, other than I remember I was overworked and 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 stuck with a needle. Everything yeah. I did before that, I don't remember, uh, even on like back then. Yeah. And I just remember she stabbed me like in the wrist, just like you know, like you stab with a knife or something. Like she just boom, she just shoved it in. And as soon as that happened, I blacked out, and I went straight. They said I went straight back like Frankenstein, and the back of my head hit these girder, these these large beds that we used for heavy patients. There's like 600 to 1,200 pound patients, right? Yeah. You put a rhino in that thing. <laughs> and because of that, they were so reinforced with like steel and iron. The edges right. were very heavy and sharp. So the back of my head hit that. It gave me a severe concussion. I immediately went into a coma. They thought I was going to have brain damage. Uh, I do think it affected my sight. It ruined my sight a little bit. But uh, I was out for 13 hours. And they said that the only noises I would make were like, like, you know, like, you know, moanings. Like a, yeah, like, like a, the brain. Not- like brain dead. Yeah, they thought I was ruined for life. Uh, but I came out of it naturally with uh, just an IV about 13. I was, it was actually 13 and a half hours later. But oh uh, yeah, I should have sued them. I didn't. I was dumb. I don't know. They didn't give you any workers like settlement. Like No, they or anything. The bosses. One of the bosses was a terrible person. And, I, you know, I won't go into now, like, the shady things that guy did and the disgusting person he was. He was evil. And uh, the only thing he said to me was, like, Mark, don't worry. We're going to take care of all your medical bills. And uh, we're sorry. But he couldn't even look me in the face when he said that. And I was not young. And I was in my early 20s. I just wanted to keep my job because yeah. I didn't know any better. And um, I said, don't worry about it. You know, I, I feel okay. Everything will probably be fine. And that was that, you know. So you didn't sign any papers, though, about it? No, I didn't. You I might didn't. be able to go back. <laughs> no, no. I, I actually thought about it, but this is, you know, over a decade now that this happened ago. And uh, even, like, when I was around the 10-year post-accident oh. mark, I someone talked to me about it. And I'm like, yeah, I never thought of that. What was I thinking, you know? Yeah. And um, and I, I talked to a lawyer about it, and he's like, no, you know, there's no – you don't have any – there's really no evidence of the incident. Right. And, you know, I mean, other than the hospital, we can I – mean, So you got a hospital record. It's records, gone. But... It's gone. No, it's it's just a lesson in time, we'll uh, call yeah. it. That's crazy though, because you should definitely have been sitting. That's just like oh yeah, that woman did everything blood. wrong. All yeah. they did was fire her, but I, they never gave they me a straight fired answer. her. Yeah, they never. Well, gave she me, was told to do that. I'm sure, right? Doesn't matter. She they never gave me a straight answer. I talked to the 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 nurse, uh, the head nurse in the nurses' station. She's a terrible woman at the time. Her her name was Yolanda. I couldn't stand her. She's just bad. And um, she. Uh, she said that she was a nurse in training from a, from another facility, but that woman was vague and lied to me all the time, so I never dealt with her. But uh, she she was a skillful nurse, but just bad bad side manner and, and management skills. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah Man, that's what happened that's to me. Insane. Yeah, so like I, I said, every job I've been at, I did something I stupid. I can't <laughs> think of to me. a time where I got blood drawn from my wrist, though. It's always no. You don't. You don't draw. You don't draw blood from the wrist. She did. I'm saying she did everything wrong. uh, It it, it bet the reason she even did it was because uh, I was really overweight at the time. Okay, she couldn't uh, find your veins. She couldn't find my veins, and naturally, it's difficult to find my veins anyway. Uh, 
So that's just my whole life has been that way. They're they're hit well hidden in my arm. It's but, good. Uh, Can't I guess the bear, the bear won't claw them out. It'll yeah, be good. I can survive a bear attack. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, like sometimes you can take blood from the back of the hand. But yeah, you should never do it from the wrist. There's a lot going on in the fucking wrist. Yeah, you all. Your, she also, like I said, she, she dude, she did not go in like at a like she didn't. It she didn't, didn't go in an angle. She just I just remember her down. just shoving that needle in. Who oh, knows what she God. hit when she did that, dude? Oh yeah, she probably it hit knocked her nerves it passed me out, knocked me out straight yeah. out. Yeah, whatever it was. Wow, so there's a secret button. There in is the a wrist. button, at least for me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start squeezing your wrist randomly and see when you pass out. I'll make sure you're in a padded room. It'll be all right. Oh, I'm just gonna let you <laughs> squeeze my wrist when You'll, you feel like it. You know, it's gonna be a surprise. All right, go. <laughs> but so, wow, I can't believe. Yeah, I've had some poor phlebotomist uh, work done before, um, but nothing that bad. You know, I've had uh, the last time I gave uh, plasma. <laughs> it squirted out of my of, out of my my uh, <laughs> it escaped. Yeah, it was crazy. She like went all slow, and she and it just kind of like spurt, and then it was like went everywhere. And then she like oh hurried up and got it back, got it all the way in. It was like, and then they're still like hurting a little. And she's like, oh, I'll have the other nurse adjust it. And the other nurse came or phlebotomist. She came by. She adjusted it, and it was all good. And I'm like, is she new? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess there's only one way to learn, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you get good is keep doing it. Yeah, no, even when I like, I got blood tested uh, a year ago and I got, they stabbed me five times because they, they were amateurs. They didn't know what they're doing. I'm like, look, let's forget this. And then then the doctor, the, the, the head doctor came in. And when when someone takes your blood, you, you I'm sure you know this, and anyone who's had their blood drawn or just proper needle mm. practice on the arm, I forget what they call it. Uh, when it's a professional, someone who's really good at it, you don't even feel the needle. Yeah. So, Zach, is there a job that you have not mentioned yet that you'd be willing to do or maybe you want to do as an adult? Like, you know, do you still want to do the underwater welding job or have you moved on to new dreams of killing yourself? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that would be cool. But if I had to choose one that I haven't mentioned yet, maybe like a snake milker. A snake milker. Yeah. So, so snake like milking the venom from the, your fangs. Yeah, the ven- venom because they don't have nipples. You can't you can't milk. Them. I would think not. Yeah, they're reptiles. It's sad, but they're weird, right? Because they're they look slimy. They're not slimy, right? And they have there's so many different species, and you know not all of them are venomous. But I mean, I would be dealing with the venomous ones, of course. which is pretty cool. I feel and bad if I do snake, you'd try to milk that it had no venom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biting it. What more do you want? What are you doing? <laughs> this one but, came dry. I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed at some point you'll get bit. But at least you have the best facility to be bit at. Like well, if would, you're, you hope. Because like you have the, everything's labeled, right? So you're going to know what snake you were bit by. You're definitely going to know the knowledge of what patterns are what. You're not going to mix up your reds and blacks and yellows and blacks, right? I guess now, but it seems like you're taking a lot for granted for something you've never done. Well, you're going to learn it. (laughs) I'm going to learn it. (laughs) Don't don't put this evil on me. (laughs) Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. No, but I think it would be cool to work with snakes. I think they're really weird, and they have a a stigmatism that's unjust, I think. Oh, I agree with that. I think snakes are a really interesting animal, you know, and I think they're... You know, what's interesting, people are afraid of snakes and spiders, and I've come into contact with both. And they're the most timid creatures I've come across. Like they want nothing to do with you. You're a threat to them, so they escape you. Yeah. You know, the only if you're if you're being bitten by a spider or a snake, it had no choice 
but to do that to defend itself. Yeah, right. Or it's They're crawling more on you while you're as, taking a leak. But, you know, there's exceptions to the rule. As my father always say, it's more afraid of you than you are of it. It is. You're way bigger. It doesn't want to be eaten. That's especially, the rule of the jungle. Now. Yeah, Zach, you're so big. <laughs> that was is that what you wanted me to say? No, I just wanted to pretend to flex. <laughs> pretend to flex. Yeah, this is this motion that the listeners can't see is me flexing. It looks like you're rubbing an invisible <laughs> belly. I mean, is that your snake milker flex or no, what? No, this is my pecs. <laughs> your my... pecs are not on your belly. No, I They're know. <laughs> I'm staring at your tits. I just want you to know. <laughs> my eyes are up here, Marco. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the other other animal that is um, has a bad stigmatism on them is wolves. It's always like snakes and wolves get the ones that are like I don't know. I think I'm I not saying wolves is, is is just it's uh, that's founded. I mean, a wolf will kill you and eat you. Yeah, but they're also really cool. As yeah, well. but we're not. I thought we were talking about like how dangerous they are. I mean, and how aggressive they are. All right, I'll uh, give you that. Okay. But. You can stand your ground on a wolf, and they won't attack. That's the that's how presumably you, yes. I that's mean, what, animals are really good. My grandfather used to say he's like dogs and small children can smell fear a mile away, and he, he's right. I mean, they're 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 oh, they can read yeah. body language really well. Going well. back to horses, even yeah. you know, yeah, you, a horse can if you're, if you're, you're on afraid top, on top if you're of on horse. top of yeah. a horse and you have your heart's racing, the horse knows. Yeah, horse feels that through your your sit bones yeah or however you know whatever your contact you bones. got left <laughs> your ass bones <laughs> yeah that horse knows that you're afraid and that makes it afraid yeah without a doubt i'm sure that means that your hands are everywhere jacking on his mouth and he knows he's just going to be in pain no and they, I, uh, so not only does he have a fear of what's scaring him but then he's got you on top of him scaring him <laughs> <laughs> you're just making me you're just making me miss uh riding horses but uh one day soon yeah we'll ride again for sure if you like what you're hearing or even if you don't that also helps <laughs> yeah especially if you're still listening then please consider supporting the show we're working hard on our passion to create quality content and we want to bring you much more indeed we've got big plans for what we want to add to audio pong and we'd also love to hear from you the audience on topics or content zach and i can create for you Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And have have a metal metal life. life. Well, that's all we've got for you this week on AudioPong. But remember to tune in every Sunday at 9 a.m. CST to get your fresh dose. And as always, thanks for listening.